Welcome to the Sports Marketing Huddle, a podcast that looks at all things marketing in the world of sports. I'm your host, Rob Cressy, founder of Bacon Sports and Crest Media. Joining me for the third time, the founder and CEO at Influencer, a software platform that helps teams and athletes tell their story together on social media. Sports and entrepreneurship are his thing. My man, Jim Cavale. Jim, super excited to have you around for this third time in this session. Bro, I'm pumped. I mean, this is uh, this is my topic here too. I love talking about life, entrepreneurship, business, and just how we can all make the biggest impact possible while we're here. So let's do it. So today's topic, lessons learned along Jim's journey. And if you didn't listen to the previous episodes we did on Shaquem Griffin and the NFL, not NFL, and March Madness, definitely check it out. Tons of value in there. But on this episode, we are going to drop a ton of value for you based on things that Jim has learned along his journey, dealing with conflict and overcoming obstacles, getting a business going. How do you do it? How do you execute on it and raising money? And Jim, let's start with the first one, dealing with conflict and overcoming obstacles. And this is something that's near and dear to my heart uh, as someone who has been a full-time entrepreneur for the last six years, going all in, as they say, burning the boats to uh, live my dreams it is nonstop overcoming obstacles and dealing with conflicts. And, and the way that I've rewired my brain in this is I am measured by how I deal with adversity, not how I deal when things are good right here. So talk to me about your mindset of dealing with conflict and overcoming obstacles, because guess what? It never gets easy and it's something you always have to work on. Yeah, I mean, listen, at the end of the day, um, you, you really have to embrace the journey and not just, um, you know, wish or hope for the destination, because a lot of times the destination is going to change. Um, different things happen in your life to send you down different avenues, different roads, different interstates that you would never have chosen. Um, but you are put in a situation where you have to choose that interstate. And so I think um, when you're in the conflict, when when the thing that you wanted to happen didn't go your way. Um, to get through that, you have got to look forward and start to think about where it's gonna take you and what you still want to accomplish. And the best way to do that is look back at the previous times in your life where things didn't go your way and where they sent you um, that you never would have chosen and how that became a blessing in your life and how there's wisdom in um, these types of events and where they can bring us. And so for me, like real simple story, um, you know, I ended up in Alabama uh, on a college baseball scholarship, but it wasn't by choice. It was because first couple of years of college up in upstate New York, I wasn't getting playing time and I couldn't get into the journalism school. And I was pretty depressed and down about where I was at 20 years old. I thought it was the end of the world at the time but it forced me to a place where um, I had a look again and I found a home in Alabama where I finished my college baseball career. And because of that, I met my wife who I'm now married to for more than 10 years. I have a family with three kids and I've been brought on a path with my businesses that I never would have been brought on. And so, you know, really tough situation at 20 years old, but as I look back, it's one of the best things that ever happened to me. So you've got to look at conflict in the bigger picture of your story. So 
Jim, one of the most difficult things about conflict is that it can seem like it never ends. That oftentimes right now, obviously, perspective is great. Someone listening to this, you're like, oh, man, that's awesome that you were able to overcome these things. But when you're deep in it and you've just been piles upon piles of conflict and obstacles and you're like, man, I don't know how I'm going to get out of it in this exact moment. So it's I I agree with you, the mindset of trying to get yourself out of it. But it's a very difficult thing when you continue when you continually are in this cycle of negativity. and, And obviously, mindset's a very big thing and and being able to control your actions and your thoughts and your self-awareness. But that's something that takes a lot of time to get to that point. And I know from my own journey, uh, I went a year and a half out of college without a job. I was in credit card debt. Uh, I dreamed of working for an ad agency, creating uh, awesome ideas. And it was a fast track to unemployment. And it was difficult. I've had numerous times like that. I've I've lived off my credit card for a year and a half. And during that, man, there's a lot of despair. And you look and you're like, I don't know where to turn. And even if you have parents and things, it doesn't help you when you're talented. You see yourself as this asset and this resource. And you can't get the jobs that you're looking for. You can't get the opportunities. The things that you want to do are out of reach. So how do you deal with that situation when maybe you're not as mature or have as much perspective as you would as you've gone through this journey? Well, um, I think you have to live in it. And so, um, you know, once again, starting your day with gratitude and realizing what you have um, is a key. And that can start with your family, your parents, where you were born. Uh, You might say, well, you know, I only have one parent and I was born um, in a really bad neighborhood. Well, you know what? Um, It could be worse. I've been to Cambodia and you should see what it's like to live there. Um, And I've been to some other places like that. And I try to broaden myself thinking that way to realize what I have just in the necessities and the relationships I've been blessed with. Um, Number two, when you're in the journey, what you've got to realize is if it's going really well, guess what? It's about to get bad. And if it's going really bad, guess what? It's about to get great because that's life. And if you can't face that, you need to really take a step back and start to maybe study some people you admire, their biographies, and realize that every chapter you're going to read about an exposition setting up to a rising action, a conflict, a falling action, and a resolution. It's literature. That's all it is. And it's life, but that's how life goes. So you're either in the exposition, you're at the climax and the conflict, or you're in resolution, but your life is going to continue to be a cycle of that. And you need to go proactively at it and not let it dominate you and be reactive with it. Yeah. One thing that I knew as I set out on my entrepreneurial journey and went back to zero was I knew that I could control the things that I could control. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to get my mind right. My fitness is always going to be right. And I'm going to focus on self-improvement. And the way that I did that was by reading 30 minutes a day. And you hear so much. And what it really was was... Uh, they said that like the average CEO reads 40 or 60 books a year and you'd hear it over and over and over again. And finally the bell went off in my head. I was like, listen, if I want to be successful, I need to take advantage of the things that I'm seeing there. And if reading is such an important thing and everyone's like, Oh man, I have no more time left in my day. And 
where am I going to do this for 30 minutes? So I was like, well, screw it. If it's the most important thing that CEOs do, then I'm going to do it first thing in the morning. And then I'm going to start getting up earlier so that I now have time for it. So for the last six years, I've woken up and read for 30 to 40 minutes every single day. And because of that, I've probably read over 200 books. I listen to on average two to three podcasts a day. And guess what? Every single person listening right now can do that exact same thing. You can go to the library and you can download podcasts for free. You completely have in your control the ability to work on your mindset and personal development and start and start investing in yourself. And maybe that's what I would say is how do you overcome obstacles? It is by investing in yourself. Yeah, man. I mean, listen, you get out what you put in and um, that goes for your, your eyes, mouth, ears, and nose too. And so, uh, you know, what you're taking in is going to produce what comes out in the results you have in your life. And if you want to invest in yourself, uh, which you should, that means a gym membership and an Audible account and using the time you have in your commute every day to listen to that Audible account um, and go to the gym um, enough times per week and eat the right things. Like all those things create the result that people see. And, and so, you know, our, is everything going to go your way if you do those things? Still probably not, but you are investing in yourself in a way that's going to create an asset that can provide a lot of value to this world and allow you to reap that value in financial gains, great relationships, and a lot of other fruits. So I'm going to list a few resources that have really helped me along the way in terms of books and podcasts that I listen to. Uh, Grant Cardone has been very impactful on my life. His book, The 10X Rule. Uh, I actually did a huge deep dive, read all three of his books in succession. And then I listened to his podcast pretty religiously. Uh, and that that got me into listening to Bradley's Dropping Bombs and then Andrew Frisella's podcast. And then I just started listening today to Ed Milet's podcast. Uh, Tony Robbins books uh, in his podcasts and videos. Uh, those things have just had an impact, a giant impact on my life. Uh, there's Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why, which is absolutely incredible. Tim Grover's book, Relentless. And then I mentioned this one on the podcast I did with Brian Cristiano, Jocko Wilnick's book, uh, Extreme Ownership, and also listen to the Jocko podcast. If you really are serious and you say, I'm going to be a baller who will not let anything stop me from getting in my way, then you must, absolutely must read Jocko's book, Extreme Ownership, because once you take that mindset that the only thing stopping you is your, yourself, then your entire life will change. What about you, Jim? Do you have a few resources or people that have helped you along the journey that you can share? Yeah, you know, for me, Tony's been big. Um, I've gotten a lot out of, out of his stuff. Um, cause mindset and perspective is so important. I'm, I'm conferring to Tony Robbins. Um, at, at the same time, um, you know, I think podcasts are great because they give you a chance to hear a lot of variety and not have to necessarily read a whole book, but get a lot of the value that's in these guys books and gals books. Um, and so, um, you know, Tim Ferriss has been a podcast where I've, I've really been inspired by people's stories. Uh, my favorite one is Jamie Foxx's episode. Best, uh, his one, best one by far. Best one. Yeah. 
Um, Jocko's is really good on that one too. Stan McChrystal, uh, former general, he has a good one on there. At the same time, um, you can listen to business stories. How I built this with Guy Raz is an awesome PBS uh, or NPR, excuse me, podcast um, that you can listen to. And then, you know, um, probably one of my favorite authors is actually a, a preacher in New York, a guy named Tim Keller, has written some amazing books. Um, that have had a big impact on me, main, namely every good endeavor to help me connect my work to really the bigger picture of my life and, and what I want to leave behind in my relationships. Because the big thing I believe, Rob, is um, transactions and financial currency do not really define us and our net worth. We really, we're going to leave all that behind. To me, where we're, we're all defined um, is relationships. And so if we're making an effort to um, not just with family, but with people, be more relational. That is more powerful than anything else. And I guarantee it'll play into your job, your business, everything you want to accomplish to be um, relationships first person. I love that. And speaking of Tim Ferriss, I'm also a big fan. His book, Tribe of Mentors, was the best book I read in 2017. And yep. one other book to add, talking about obstacles, is Ryan Holiday's Obstacle is the Way. It is something yep. where I reread the book notes from it weekly, weekly, because it is that yep. important to reinforce your inner fortress. So Ryan Holiday's Obstacle is the Way. So, all right, Jim, let's get to the next phase of this, getting a business going. How do you do it and executing on an idea? So plenty of people have ideas. And the one thing that has really changed or triggered in my mind was when I went from an idea guy to becoming an execution guy. So now when people at Bacon Sports are like, oh, Rob, we should do this, this, and this idea, I then say, all right, how are we going to execute upon this? Because execution is absolutely everything. You need to be somebody who execution is the number one thing in your mind. So starting with this, how does someone get a business going and start becoming an executioner? Yeah, and I'll pair this with the investment topic too to, to save time and, and create kind of a full circle uh, mindset for some of the people listening who want to have a business. Listen, ideas are nothing like you said. They're nothing without execution. We could sit here right now, do a call-in show, and come up with the next 10 best ideas that are going to hit hard in the business world. Um, the reality is, is we need to get the marketplace to validate our idea by getting somebody to write a check, a client, somebody who can prove that the value prop we're selling with whatever our idea is, is worth it to them to invest dollars into receiving that service or product. And too many entrepreneurs try to go to fundraising and raising money before that. And the reality is that is not the way. The way is starting with sales, generating unit economics that prove that you have a product market fit. And then at that point, once you've done that, being able to show a track record in a financial model that an investor will see as a great investment because they can help you create an operation, hire a team, create systems and processes to be able to scale what you've done early on. Now, some people might say, well, I have a technology idea or I have this and I, don't, I need the money to get started. There's a lot of existing ways out there to leverage existing technologies, to leverage social media, to leverage um, in your favor to prove your idea is something valuable. I'll give you an example. My wife has a beauty on demand app called Glow and Glow brings beauty services to the homes of 
women who want hair, makeup, spray tan type services from beauty professionals that can deliver it on site at their home. Well, we didn't build the app, which is basically an Uber for beauty app now that we have called Glow right away. That's a six figure investment. We use Craigslist, we use Thumbtack, and we use existing technologies to see if women would A, book something online that would come to their home in the service form, B, pay for it through the internet, and C, tell their friends and use it again and grow a community. And we did, and we did it through those types of engines before we were willing to invest the dollars to build the app, right? And then through growing the business, we raised money. And I think too many entrepreneurs rush to, I need to raise money, that's what's limiting me. And the marketplace is, is being uh, you know, discriminative of me for whatever reason, and I can get the unit economics, the investor marketplace will come to you, I promise. You have to have the unit economics first. Yeah, so for me, raising money was never something that I ever considered because I always thought to myself, you know what? I think raising money is just gasoline on a fire. Sure, it gives you more opportunity, but it's not the solution to the problems. If you're not making sales, going to try and raise a million dollars isn't all of a sudden going to change your problem that you're currently having with sales. And and I believe that there's a lot of... Uh, glamorization towards raising money that people see it and they're like, Oh man, if I raise money and it's somebody else's money. And as someone who's been a bootstrapped entrepreneur, every dollar means so much to me that I never thought of being like, Oh, go and get a million dollars from somebody else because that's going to be the answers. I believe that's the wrong mentality because you need to work on yourself first and say, you know what? I need to prove to not only myself, but the market that what I have to offer is real and legit. It's true, man. And once again, there's a lot of industries, businesses where you should raise dollars, but don't give the investor the leverage. Go into the conversation with leverage because you've created a model that's predictable and repeatable enough that they want to invest and, and get creative on how to get there. Um, don't, don't use, well, I don't have what I need to get there as your reason. There's been plenty of people who've sold their stuff and worked nights on their business while they've had a day job and they created something that got big enough where they could leave their day job and do just what they wanted to do. You can do that too. You just have to do what it takes to get there. And that takes execution, not your idea. So now it's time to get to the takeaway and for Jim, for Jim, for me, Jim, uh, the number one thing that changed my life, never stop learning. When you become someone who has this infinite learning mindset that I'm about to, or just last night, I started uh, watching Grant Cardone's 10X Growth Con live stream. It's four days. It's going to take me weeks to get through on top of working nonstop on everything that I'm doing right there. And I'm so excited. I think of life right now like I do Neo in the Matrix, where he's like, oh, I'm going to learn judo. And he's like, whoa. And there's so many awesome people out there, from you to Brian to, to the list of resources that we talked about, that I have an insatiable hunger to learn more wisdom and be a student of the game and then pass that along. But it starts with having the mindset of never stop learning. And that starts with this exact second. If you're not learning, if you're just using social media as this escape from reality where you see what everybody else is doing, 
get rid of that. That's why I got rid of Facebook on my phone because it was no longer providing me the value that I wanted to do to get to my goals. Instead, say to yourself, you know what? I'm going to create a strategy for how I'm going to learn and become this Terminator machine of success. What about you? What's your takeaway? I think you always have to work the muscle and I'm not going to repeat what you said, but I agree with it 125%. I think combining that with never stop reflecting um, on your life and really, uh, you know, for me, it's through my faith. Um, For other people, it might be through meditation, but don't just live your life having conversations with people um, in their conversations that don't matter. Um, Having conversations with yourself and their conversations that don't matter. It's, it, it's not that binging on a Netflix show is bad. It's that by saying yes to doing that too often, you're saying no to things that could help you get better. And so how can you create a balance? Same thing with your conversations and your relationships and your friends. It's not that having fun and going to Vegas is bad. You should do that, but do it in moderation and know that having conversations with a few close friends that are real and get deep instead of keeping that all inside is great too, right? Like you have to think about your life and the amount of time you have and think about every minute as an investment and try to invest more in things that will give a bigger result for you and your development than things that are just fun and it'll be over. So I also host another podcast called The Rob Cressy Show, where I have conversations with talented creators and entrepreneurs about their success mindset and excellence, very similar to the conversation Jim, you and I are having right now. And I just shot one with Ashley Boyd, who is the uh, wife of a friend of mine who is a life and success coach. And our podcast was on intentional and purposeful living. And I think that sums up what you're talking about as the takeaway there is you want to be intentional with your life and purposeful about it. It's not bad to watch Netflix. It's just you understand what bucket that's going to be. It's like, boom. I've created what I'm going to do during the day. And you know what? For the last hour of the day, I'm going to watch one episode of that. And that's okay. But be in control and don't let everything else control you. Jim, let's get to the action item. Tell people where they can connect with you. And also, talk about the docu-series that you've got going on because I've watched it. I really enjoy it. And I think there's a ton of value for others out there. Yeah, so you can follow me at Jim Caval. It's J-I-M-C-A-V like Victor, A-L-E, on all social media channels, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, et cetera. Um, you know, I do have a docuseries. You can follow through those channels. And it's a lot of fun, Rob. I'm really trying to be intentional about sharing my story with, um, with others through this new journey of building really two companies, one with my wife and then um, on my own building this this uh, software as a service in the sports social media world called Influencer. And for me, you know, it, it really comes down to I only have so much time to sit down and have coffee or meet with people one-on-one because I'm building businesses. I have three kids. I have other things I'm involved in investing my time in. So I'm trying to use social media to impact other people by sharing some of the things like I'm sharing right now on this podcast. And it's really been fun and uh, would love for uh, people to check it out. Yeah. And, and what I want as an action item is if you enjoyed this podcast, give Jim a follow because I promise you there is so much goodness there. And then when you do let both Jim and I know that you came from the sports marketing huddle and let us know candidly what you think about it for me. 
You can follow on Twitter at Rob Cressy or on Instagram at Rob underscore Cressy. But then I also have a newsletter that you can get at robcressy.com that'll talk a lot more about my success mindset and habits that can help you along on your journey. Because I'm, I'm someone who, as I mentioned, started from zero. I'm bootstrapped. And the things that I've learned are completely... Uh, done on my own. There's nothing special about it. And I want to share that wisdom with you through people like Jim, through my own experiences. So check that out. I want to be a resource to you. But most of all, let Jim and I know what you thought about this. Did you get any inspiration? Did it did it uh, cause you to take some action? Jim and I are both very action-oriented people that want to provide value and help others along on their journey. Let us do that. But the way that you can do that is by letting us know that you like that, listen to this, and then share with other people you think that would get a lot of value out of this. And boom goes the dynamite.